Welcome to track number seven of Finish What You Started. You have come to neutral, but you can go positive. Can I have an amen? amen. You, you said your name is what? Sinotolo. Sinotolo. Uh, is it correct? Sinotolo. Sinotolo. All right. Is it correct? Give her a clap offering. How many are ready to build your Noah's Ark and finish your Noah's Ark if it is only seven members? I, I, want, the, I want those seven members. Shem! Countries like Iran, Iraq, Palestine, Israel, all those people came from Shem. Japheth! Countries like England, Europe, Asia, all those countries came from Japheth. So you would have killed the whole world. By not finishing the ark, you would have killed out the whole the whole world. So is there any town in South Africa that we don't have a church? Huh? Can I hear is there any town in South Africa that we don't have a church? Huh? Durban. Where? Peter Marisberg. Mafikin, Coxta, Soweto, Georgetown, King Williamstown, Queenstown, Javiton, Mokita's Rest, Appington, Venta, Jamiston, where? Idruka. Where are we going to, where, where, when are these people going to be saved? The people that are there are not ghosts. They are human beings whom Christ died for. They are not forgotten ghosts. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. So we, we have to finish it. We got only seven out of hundred. That's where we are. We are at number seven and we are going to number hundred. Amen. Did you hear me? I said we are at seven and we are going to number hundred. Don't stop in the middle. Amen. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. One day, there was a certain man. (laughs) And he, he told his son, one of the things that he advised his son, he told his son, when you are angry, Don't do anything. Just count up to ten. (laughs) So that the anger will go. And if you are very angry, count up to (laughs) hundred. Hey! Fathers, they are wise. You see, and that's what I'm telling you today. Count up to hundred. Yeah. And you have counted up to seven. And you are about to stop and do something else. 
So one day, the son went hunting. Do you want to hear the rest of the story? I'll tell you the story. So I've told you part one. I'll finish, don't worry. I'll finish the story. How can I not finish when I'm preaching about finishing? (laughs) Come and sing a song for us. Number three, whilst they get themselves organized. How many reasons do you have? Okay, 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 okay. We are number three. We are less than three. <laughs> okay, next one, less than four. Everything that has to be said, all right, and done, so that the judgment of God can be completed and can so that the judgment of God can come must be done alright, everything that must be completed, that must be said that must be said that must be done you see before hell and heaven can break loose before the final judgment can happen there is a certain amount of preaching a certain amount of Something that must be done. Amen. Otherwise, you cannot have the judgment. Amen. Did you get the point? No. Everything that has to be said, write that, so that, have you got that? The judgment of God can come, must be said, and must be done. Every every preaching that has to be preached, in Kenya, so that fire can burn the rest, must be done. Because until you've taught somebody the whole syllabus, you cannot do the exam. So everything that has to be taught on physics, on this, on that, has to be taught before, so that the exam and the judgment can start. And God is expecting us to finish all that we are, we are doing so that the judgment can come. All right? Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. Okay, okay, okay. Good. I I want us to finish all these 24 reasons just now. Finish it fast. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression. Do you understand? And to make an end of sins. And to make reconciliation for iniquity. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. And to seal up the vision and prophecy. And to anoint the most holy. Okay? Alright, I'm tired. So sing. There's no shame.
to spend my whole life trying to figure me out, blaming everybody but me. I used to love to listen to people talking about instant remedies. I just kept on trying. To what I wanted to be Never applied to me So when I came to Jesus Tired of that kind of life I asked him just what to do He said we're starting over No more looking inside The answer is not in you Finish what you started. Finish what you started. 
see already because already you can see that God has done something you see that, that's why I say I love what I see I can see that he's changing me and he's changing things I like what I see but Lord finish I must finish Peter you have to finish what you started to do with your life yeah you started you just started and you got to finish it. Your whole life. It will take your whole life to finish. When you lie down and you knock the coffin. Go, 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 go. And you realize. Don't forget when you are in a coffin. Check to see that it's a real coffin. Check the side. Knock the side. Knock the left side. The right. And then up. When you realize that all sides are covered. Then you know that it is real. Then you finish. Then you just relax and go. But until then. No, we must constantly rebuke ourselves for thinking that we have finished something that we have not finished at all. Amen. Amen. Are you there? You are there? Okay. Number four. You must finish building every house of God that has been started. Just like Zechariah said. Alright? Just like Zechariah was told. Alright? Or Zechariah said. The hands of Zerubbabel, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 9. This is a prophet, Zechariah. He's saying, he's prophesying. That's the same prophecy that God is giving to you. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. And his hands also shall finish it. 
And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. Amen. Amen. They are all Zechariah chapter 4 verse 9. The hands of Zerubbabel. You see, Zerubbabel was also building the temple. Starting something is one event. Finishing it is another. That's why God told me, pray that you may finish. As for starting something, I have started. Have, have I not started a lot of things? Started this, started this, started this. But it's not complete. And so I have to have in my mind and my heart to finish what God has started doing. And all of us must not have the sudden death spirit or mentality. Sudden spiritual death mentality. You know, sudden death, when somebody, like somebody is playing tennis, he do like this, then he dies. There are some people who die when they are serving. Heart attack. One guy, his friend died like that. He was playing tennis. He lifted the ball up and he died whilst he was giving the stroke. Yeah. So, he stopped playing tennis but he was afraid of. <laughs> he, he was afraid of tennis from that day. Yeah. That's how people have heart attacks. It is called sudden and abrupt endings. Now, in the spirit, we have, in soccer, we have sudden death. In the extra time. Well, if you score a goal, that's the sudden end of everything. The match has ended. We are going to play 30 minutes extra. Six minutes after, that's the end. It's over. Now, some of us have that sudden spiritual death spirits. And I will talk about that. There are things that make us conk out suddenly when we were working well. And we should have finished what we started. There are things that we can do that can spoil what God has started here in South Africa. We can spoil it. But thank God for love, maturity, which helps us to carry on. Amen. Amen. Alright. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation. His hands also shall finish it. One day, I started to complain to God. I said, Lord, all the churches I start have not grown. I felt so sad. Because I started in Achimota School. Then I started at Legon. Then I started at Kolebu. And everything was a little something. And I was complaining. But you see, there was a time to lay foundations. Foundations are not big things. They are not impressive. But one day, you will build on it and roof it. And everybody will see it. Do you get it? Yes. It's 21 years now. 20 years ago, we started a church. Yeah, 1988. At the beginning of 1988. So 20 years have gone by. Do you get it? It takes a long time. Do you see? But when you are building a foundation, you don't expect to see much. And you must understand there are two different things. When we send you out to go and start a church, we are sending you to lay a foundation. We are not sending you to become 
Pastor Mosasono, the next Mosasono of South Africa. You are not going to be the next Mosasono. Do you know Mosasono? You are not going to be the next Mosasono of anything. Stop having imaginations. Don't be spooky. Just go and start the church. <laughs> Stop having delusions. You understand? You have been sent to do something. You build an ark for seven people, 70 people. We have a micro church is less than 30. A mega church is from 31 to 70. And if you have 71 members upwards, it's a miracle church. Yeah. What do you think? Is it a good thing? Yeah. You have not been sent to become the next Ray Macaulay of South Africa. Stop having dreams. Just go and start. That's what T.L. Osborne said. Just go. What, what, is, what are you asking? And I, I kept quiet. He didn't understand my question, but I knew God wanted me to ask that question so that he would say what he said. Don't over-spiritualize and be mystical. And so mysterious. I heard it in my right ear, then I heard it in my left ear. But usually when I hear from my left ear, then it means that it is from God and the devil speaks from the right side and God speaks from the left ear. Hey! No. Just accept the humble job of laying a foundation. And you can see, even in our church, we are blessed to see foundation. Somebody comes to continue. Somebody does it. Somebody we are blessed to see it with our eyes. The church that I started and I pastored for many years, today, I handed it. It was very difficult for me. Because that's what my church. Every Sunday I preach. And I have my members. They love me. That's why they are in the church. They love me. They like me. When it's my birthday, they send me gifts. I have to hand it over. and say, you be the pastor. You are the pastor. You are the pastor. Everybody, look. Look at him. He's the pastor. I'm nothing. Don't look at me. Don't think about me. And now on Sunday morning, I have no church to go to. And so when they were giving me the data, we had a meeting last at the end of the year. They were showing me how about 5,000, including all the chapels and different, about 5,000 on Sunday morning attendance. I was amazed. I said, wow, it's great. I never counted these as numbers. And I wanted to count more numbers. I'm always giving them ideas. Because now I'm a, 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 this thing, backbencher. I'm now playing reserve. So a foundation, you are not there to see that. Uh, can you believe that we built the Kodesh, a very beautiful church that is in the architectural magazine of Ghana. An architect came, the senior architect, this is an architectural masterpiece. I was laughing in my head. I never was the pastor of that church for even a day. Never. <laughs> Yeah, because I finished my part and move on to do something else. You don't need to be thinking about certain things. Do you get it? 
Then I became an evangelist of who I didn't know who would come to listen to me evangelize. Yeah. Is it not fantastic? Yeah. So you two don't be too concerned. Some of you, God is just sending you to do foundation. The foundation of Libya, Sudan, Egypt, Morocco, uh, Ethiopia. That is Sam. You are just to protect the foundation of something. So that's why I said the hand that laid the foundation is the hand that shall build it. It's even uh, something unusual. Or sometimes it's a blessing you should pray for. Because sometimes the hand that lays the foundation is not the hand that will finish it. Because Pastor Kingsley is the one who started the actual start of the work here. It was Pastor Kingsley. But he is not here to finish it. He is now in Nigeria laying more foundations with some wild guys in some different states of Nigeria. They have been sending me texts. This is something state, something I've never heard of all those places before. And Pastor Casey is always sending me texts. We are pressing on. We have won souls today. We've had a service in different states. But he's not here to enjoy the glorification of the South African church and the good offerings and gifts that you have today. What do you think? That's how we are, we are working. We are not here. We have the whole of eternity to enjoy praises and pats on our head. Well done. Oh, you are nice. Oh, you are good. We like you. All the angels are praising you. Now, eternity. We will listen to those things in heaven. When they say, so when we go to heaven, they say, I will say, sing my praises. You sing my praises. But over here, when you hear somebody congratulating you, you should not, you should be very. This should be very, it's a very dangerous thing for people to clap for you. When I came, people were clapping for me. I said, These people, they want Satan to come for my heart. They are clapping for me. I won't mind anybody in the church. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Oh. But clap as if you are a hero. Meanwhile, his messes are over all his works. As you are walking, you know that the messes of God are what have carried you to be there. That's the truth. Are his mercies not over you? We look at you sitting here. And you. Is it not his mercies? Yeah. It's mercies. So when they are clapping for you, they are clapping for what? Clap for the mercies of God. And the power of his mercy. His love. Amen. So, some people will lay only foundation. Some people will actually lay the foundation and then finish it. Some people will enjoy the foundation time and enjoy the finishing time as well. But some people will only lay the foundation. And some people, their work will be only foundation, 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 foundation. All their life is foundation. When you see, they look the most weary ghosts of all. Huh? Yeah. And many of us are going to lay foundations. Some of us will see the end of it. Some of us will see the middle of it. But whatever little job that we have been asked to do, we're going to do it with all our hearts. So if your job is to lay 21 foundations, then please lay the 21 foundations. If yours is to, so maybe for you, the finishing of your work is to finish 21 foundations. Not to finish completing 21 churches. But to lay 21 foundations. Things that can grow. Do you get it? Yeah. 
but others can come and build. Some people, your finishing is to lay the foundation and to take it up to the top. Yeah. And that is the reality of the work that we are doing. So all of us must galvanize our hearts together and say, we are going to do what God has asked us to do whilst we are here. And I tell you, one of these is I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a camp. The camp is, is about blessings and curses, but it's more about curses. Blessings and curses. So when I start the camp, everybody will be think, will be learning about blessings and curses till the end of the camp. The last curse of the camp is the curse for those who don't work for God. He said, and all these curses shall come upon thee because thou wouldest not serve the Lord thy God with gladness for the abundance of all things. You wouldn't serve him. Therefore, all these curses, not that you dishonored your father or your mother only, but you wouldn't serve the Lord. So at the end of, when you hear that camp, you, you will be listening. People will be laughing. They will be happy. So honor your father, this, your curse of not this, 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 that. Different, different type of curses. Ah, they will say, oh, I'm not in this, I'm not in this. I'm not in the last one. And then we will enter the real camp. <laughs> because thou wouldest not serve the Lord thy God with gladness for the abundance of all things. He was going to bless you abundantly. With all things. Amen. Amen. So serve him. Lay a foundation. Lay a hundred foundations. Lay a hundred foundations. Lay ten foundations. Lay five foundations. If that's what you have to lay. Lay six foundations. Lay a foundation and complete it. If that is what you are supposed to do. But do it. Oh Zerubbabel. The hand that laid the foundation. Is the same hand that will finish it. I am sure by the time I, when I die, there will be some uncompleted buildings. Because I'm always building. Somebody will have to finish some. And some of the things, at least what I'm supposed to finish, I'm praying that I will live to finish it. Amen. How many reasons do you have? Less than six. Number less than six. Less than six. We are going to the next one. Less than six. We must go to every town. And every city that we are sent to before our time is up. Amen. We must finish going to every town. That's why we must finish. We must finish going to every town. There are several towns on our schedules. You understand? So we must finish going to all towns and all cities that are part of our calling before we die. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 10 verse 23. It says, but when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel. You shall not have gone over the cities of Israel. Till the son of man become. You see, you will not have gone to all. All cities of Israel. Till the son of man comes. So Jesus was telling them. Do not waste time 
with unwilling and unwelcome people and places. Go where you are welcome because you will not even finish all the cities in Israel. Since I started doing evangelism, I realized that I will not finish all the cities and the towns. Because even the towns in Ghana alone, we cannot finish. How much more all the towns in West Africa, East Africa, war-torn places. That's why we don't waste our time with places where they are fighting. If you are fighting, we won't come there. That's all. Yeah, if you are fighting, we won't come there because we don't know what will happen there. So we only go where there is peace. Because even the ones that there is peace, we won't finish. How much more will we add the struggle to go where there is war? So we, we will not finish going over all the cities of South Africa and the towns and the townships. And you mentioned only important towns, but there are places that, are, that have people that they don't mention, but they are very important places. Amen. Hallelujah. I went to a town called Donkokrom last year, last two years, but just about a year ago. Very poor. The people sleep, the dust is like their blanket. When they lie on the floor like that, sand. People see grown up. Sand is like their blanket, it's like their mattress. You haven't seen something like that before. You see people who are really in the stone age. And Jesus Christ died for all of them. And we wouldn't finish going everywhere till Jesus comes. So we must have in our minds to accomplish every city in question. Every city that God has for us to visit and to go to. Amen. Number six. Less than seven. We must count the cost and pay the price so that we can finish our calling. We must count the cost. Count the cost and pay the price. In Luke chapter 14 verse 28, It says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, Amen? Sitteth not down first, and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Amen? Do you have sufficient pastors to finish this calling? If not, you must have a, a lot of camps. Uh, Swaziland. Who are those from Swaziland? Swaziland. Raise your hand up. Stand up, Swaziland. Anybody from Swazi? Oh, good. 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 You from Swaziland? How many towns do we have in Swaziland? I, I, all of you in, uh, what's the name of the town again? Manzini. Are you all in Manzini? From where? Babani. Who is from Manzini? Raise your hand. Who is from Babani? And you are from where? Another town. Uh, how many towns do you have churches in? Four towns. How many towns do you have in Swaziland? A lot of towns. I thought it was a small country. 
lot of towns. You see now. So, brother, are you serious about finishing? Then you, you, you see, then more people should have come from your church for the camp. Yeah. If you are serious, you see, you must count the cost. Do you get it? Of finishing. <laughs> you can start it, but to finish is equally finishing. The cost of finishing is as wild as starting. So if you are serious about finishing, then you must seriously count the cost of building a church. So if you are a pastor and don't have many people here from your time, because Swaziland is not so far away, more of you could have come. And more people could have come. Huh? They are more on, on the way coming. Okay. I hope they get here in time. Do you get it? Are you there? There is a cost to finishing this work. And that cost, do we have enough pastors, shepherds? Do we have enough camps? Do we have enough training? Do we have enough anointing? Do we have enough sacrifice in the system? Do we have enough full-time people, lay people? Do we have, there is a cost for us to finish the work. So those of you who say, we, just say, we must finish what we started. You, you, you have to count, calculate. Not just be singing songs. I like what I see. What do you see that you like it? Give me one of your chairs over here. Can, can, can somebody clean the chair? Because there are some white spots and uh, I don't know what it is. His mercies are over all his works. There is no shame at all. You may scream. Look, you have to count the cost of filling Swaziland with churches. Yeah. You cannot fill Swaziland with churches by preaching about prosperity. Because when people have more and more desire to, for prosperity, it's contrary to desire to work for God. As I'm saying, I don't have a desire for prosperity. But I'm prosperous. And the more I do the work of God, I become more prosperous. Fantastically more prosperous than all those who are trying to be prosperous. <laughs> it is mysterious. <laughs> than those who are aiming for it. And those who are working for it and studying it. If you listen to me speaking, you realize that I have some small understanding of economics. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to have an understanding of economics. Those who say they understand economics, they cannot explain it. So there's a cost. If you want to finish the tower, you cannot finish the tower with these six people here. One, two, three, four, five, six. And your, your wife will not count it because she's one flesh with you. So you and her is equal to one. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Six people want to fill the whole of uh, Swaziland. Two at the back. Where are the two at the back? Yeah, it's still less than, than, uh, less than nine. 
Is he not the one who was saying there are so many towns in Swaziland? So many towns in Swaziland. Yeah. How do you think we have we have, we have pastors? We have camps. We are this this one, we are not here to we are not here to get money. We are not here to sell things. We are here to suffer. There's no shame. There's no shame in suffering. You may scream. <laughs> we are here to develop ourselves to do God's work in a certain powerful way. We are here to pay the price to build the house of God. So if you are serious, you cannot come here with eight people and say that our vision is to fill the whole of Swaziland. Which, then you haven't counted the cost. Because how many camps do we have in a year? Or in two years or three years? Because I came here because I had a dream. But if I have not had a dream, I wouldn't have come here. I cannot deceive you. <laughs> his messes are over all his works. Yes. <laughs> Many people who are missionaries, you became missionaries and started to work for when you listen to camps. Is it not true? Yeah, or when you attend camps. That's what even takes the certain desire. I want to work for God. I want to do so. So if you are, you, you, can, you cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. I'm very serious about filling Ghana and filling anywhere I can get a space with churches. We've got a Bible school with over 600 people. And we are planning to finish that school. To build a beautiful school. To finish what we started. Every day we feed them. Everybody who is in the school. Every day we teach them. We pay electricity. We pay water. Do you see? We feed them. We pay lecturers. Facilities. It's not a small thing. It's more than all the people here. Every day. Because we are dead serious to fill the place with churches and pastors. Serious die, ready to die people. Oh! If you want to finish your tower, you got to pay a price. You can't sit here and just be singing, I love what I see. What, what do you see? What do you see? I see only eight people here. Less than nine. Sit down. Zambians. Stand up. Now, Zambia and Swaziland, which one is far away? Huh? Zambia. How many miles away are you? 2,000. Did you drive here? How far is it from Swaziland? Uh, Brother Swaziland, please stand up. And then sisters and brothers from Swaziland also stand up. One, two, three, four, five, C, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, 
17 people. Less than 18. Where's the 18th person? You see now? The person has gone to sleep. One, two, three, four. Are you there? 18. Okay. They have brought... Where is Swaziland? How many kilometers from here? It's about 400. 400 kilometers. Somebody is 400 kilometers from here. He has come with less than 8 people. And somebody is 2,000 kilometers away. And he has come with 18 people. Which of these two is more serious about filling their country with churches? How many think the one from Swaziland is more serious? Raise your right hand. No, it's a, it's a democracy. How many think that the one from Zambia is more serious about filling Zambia with churches? Pastor Andy. It's obvious. Are you seeing that? I'm seeing that. I didn't say it. Though. The people are the ones who are saying that. I didn't say it. A lot of people are saying <laughs> that Zambia is more serious about having a hundred churches in Zambia than, huh? Less than 101 churches in Zambia. Is it not true? It is true. Because the Bible says if anyone wants to finish, he must count the cost. He must know the cost. What did it cost you to build a church? What, what, did you, what made you go to another country to build a church? Was it money? Were you looking for money? No, Bishop. Were you looking for uh, uh, treasures? Not at all. Broken glass? Nothing. What were you looking for? Souls. Souls. Something brought you here. All the way from your comfort zone. Why don't you think about that also? So I'm just saying that it's not just say with your mouth. I like what I see. No. You have to be wild. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Or you don't understand the message I'm preaching. Sit down. Zimbabwe. Where are the people from Zimbabwe? Godwin. Are you suffering from President Mugabe's problems? Shortages. You have brought only two people from Zimbabwe. Uh oh, three here. Now we have less than six. Where are the other Zimbabweans? Ah, they are feeling sleepy. There is no shame at all in feeling sleepy. Okay. Let us compare Zimbabwe with Malawi. Malawians should stand up. Hey! It seems Zimbabwe is more serious than Malawi. Zimbabwe, Malawi has only two people. 
Less than three. How many will agree that Zimbabwe is more serious about filling Zimbabwe with churches than Malawi? Huh? The people have voted against you. Sit down. Botswana and Namibia. Botswana should stand and raise your hand if you are from Botswana. Botswana. Is this Botswana? Where is Namibia? One, two, three, four. Five. Okay. Namibia. It's a tie. Do you know, at the beginning of this year, we sent out about, we sent out a number of missionaries. Do you know how much it costs to support them for a few months? It costs us a quarter of a million dollars. That's what it cost us. 250 something thousand or 260,000 US dollars. Not for any building. Rent, renting a place, Buy instruments, banner, offering baskets, this, transport, that's all. Peanuts. For a number of them. For one year to send them. So, what we are doing, there's a cost. You see? Sit down. You want to count the cost? You want to go on the mission field? You need to count the cost. Is there anybody who has been to Ghana for some years? Where's Billy? Billy is not here. Alright, Peter. And who else? Penny. Also. Okay. Alright, and that's uh, Peter's wife. No, no. Alright, huh? Yeah. But you see, this guy... Peter, how long were you in Ghana for? Yeah, Peter and Billy, you were there together, right? Yes. About the total of just, I think, a little over two years or so. About two years. Yeah. Uh, it less takes than less than two years. <laughs> now, people are using that thing to hide. <laughs> but I tell you, it's going to involve some of you coming to Bible school. Because you see, you, do, you, are not, you don't become a minister just as I am. I want to be. No. You can become by giving yourself you understand, to be trained. And we have several, sort of, as I was coming, one of the brothers, Kauhelu, he told me to tell you. He sent me a text. Tell them that they should come. And we are blessed over here. And they should come. They don't, understand, they don't understand, but they should come. When I was coming, I said, I sent him a text, I will deliver your message. Yeah. So come. Pay the price. Amen. To be in the ministry. Do you get it? 
God will bless you. But church building, there's a price. There is a price people pay to do the work of God. So to finish means that you have counted the cost and you have analyzed it. Amen. For me to be sitting here, there are some prices that I have to pay. Oh, you don't know that. But when I consider the blessings that God has given me, I ask myself, what price have I paid? But that's how it is when you pay the price. You pay the price and you don't even understand what is he talking about sacrifice. One day I sent some missionaries to the Sahara Desert. When they were there, they said we were expecting to die. After some time, we were not dead. We were expecting that something, we were going to die. Said, ah, why are we not dying? Why are we not dying? It seemed to be even better than we imagined. So they began to be worried whether they were even doing the right thing. So you are doing the right thing. You see, God will make the dying living. He said, Paul said that I am, I, I am crucified. Yet, nevertheless, I am alive. Yet, it is not I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who gave himself for me. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Amen. Yeah. That is why when you look at people who have sacrificed everything, they look like they are more blessed even. Because you are now free. There's nothing else to lose. Yeah. But when you have not sacrificed, you always have something to hold back. I'm saving. I'm protecting. I'm keeping. I'm guarding. I'm holding something. I'm guarding my life. Till you lose everything. Amen. Are you there? Tell your neighbor, have you counted the cost of coming to such a camp? Alright, gentlemen, you may be seated. Okay. Now, encounter the cost whether he has sufficient to finish it. Less happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. All that it behold, it begin to mock him. All that behold, it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, was not able to finish it. So this reason is you must count the cost. That why, why, why you must finish is so that people will not mock you. People will not mock you. I told you a story of a man who told his son, Count up to 100. Isn't it? I'll finish telling you that story. Amen. How many want people to laugh at us? No. Number seven. We must finish the work of God in order to have the meat of satisfaction. Amen. Have the pleasure of satisfaction. The meat of satisfaction. There is a certain satisfaction that you will not have until you finish his work. And John chapter 4 verse number 34 said, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Amen. 
My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. What does it mean? He's saying that my meat, alright, Are you there? There is a certain satisfaction that comes when you finish what you came to do. And that satisfaction is the certain happiness that God wants to give us. Do you understand? Alright. Pastor Cluvio, do you feel happy about your work in South Africa? Pardon? To some, yeah, I'm talking about you. To you know, some extent. To some extent. Yes. Yeah. That, 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 that is, you see, are you living an intact church? Yeah. Yes. Are you living churches? Yes. Are you living pastors? Definitely. Is it well? I believe. Are they healthy? Yeah. Huh? At least to my. Yes. To, to my knowledge also, that is what it is. It's a blessing. So as you leave it, there's a certain satisfaction. But if you are leaving, and it is confusion, you see, if you leave people who cannot even follow the next person, you yourself will feel sad. That is confusion. That's how Kwame Nkrumah, the first president of Ghana, must have felt when he was dying. He never finished his work. So when you come to Accra, next time you come to Accra, Asked to be taken to the Kwame Nkrumah Mausoleum. There are hands. There's a, there's a monument like that. Which signifies hands that are cut off. That he never finished what he started. He was trying to build the star of Africa. And make Ghana into a great place. But he was cut off in the midst of his. Whatever. By a coup d'etat in 1966. And he was cut off. So that monument is built to signify the abrupt cutting off of the man's vision. Sudden death. Do you understand? And he left a country with soldiers in charge. People who have no right to be heads of state were now heads of state. Mercy. Do you understand? And Ghana went into chaos for the next whatever number of years. Sit down. I don't know how Nelson Mandela feels about South Africa, but I'm sure he feels happy that he has left a peaceful country. As to whether it will be peaceful in the future, we don't know. But if it was uh, flames and fighting, I don't think he would have been happy. So he has done well to be able to take a country out of the confusion and it's, it's, a, it's a clear good country that is even about to host the World Cup. You see, but when you don't finish it, and it's somehow in the middle somewhere, some kind of confusion, I don't know. Do you get it? 
So what God is trying to tell us is that there is a certain satisfaction and happiness of ministry that we will have if we are able to finish our work. We will be old men and we will be able to hand over the work. If I start a church and when I am dead, the church is divided and scattered into so many pieces, I will not be happy. That is how come I have handed over both the Kodesh and then the whole church to what we call the shuffling conferences and the bishops elect council and, and the other apostolic councils and so on that we have formed. Do you understand? Are you listening to me? And some of the, the bishops council are here. Can you stand up? That's Bishop uh, elect Ayi and uh, uh, Reverend Shmel and Pastor uh, Jake. Are there any more here? Okay. You are introducing more to you. Sit down. Alright? And so the whole church is getting used to them governing the church rather than me. So now when they move people and things are moving, it's not me. So I'm just, I just watch. I say, eh, you are good this person. So I see. It's good. I like what I see. Because my aim is to see something that I didn't leave chaos, confusion, division, hatred. After all, how long will I live? After all, how long can I control things? After all, the thing is so big. It's bigger than one person. No one person can guide this church. Do you understand? Yeah. So I want to have a certain happiness. Like when I see the Kodesh, so I go there. They don't even miss me. They don't even, they don't even think about me. It's true. I drive by. You know, they are having their program. Yesterday I went to church. Everybody was wearing red, gold, green. I didn't know. So I came with my purple. I came with my purple in the evening. I didn't know that. Because it was Ghana's Independence Day, 6th of March, they said, because now the church, they wear colors. Every time they have a new idea that they say, today is this. So, you've been seeing it. Yeah. What day? Valentine's Day. Everybody wore red. Yeah. Easter, they wear white. Good Friday, they wear black. Uh, different things. So, South African Republic uh, Independence Day, you have to get a whole dress like that with the colors, the flag. And you wear it and you come with the hat and everything. And then we know that, yes. We have a color. Every month they are doing something. So here I came to the church with my purple shirt. Oh! An outsider, a visitor, do you understand? Not involved, not included. And I have my small service in the evening in partition service at Adley Chapel. I just come and I do that when I'm there. And then I go. Those who will come. And the main people come. Bible students and some other diehard people who are not tired. These are the few people who come in the evening. But the real church, they don't come for that service. <laughs> but you see, I, I feel happier. I feel the church is more secure. Do you see? Because something that you can be able to pass on. You think about a baby. When there is a baby which can only be held by you. You are, don't you see that you are not free? Now there is a baby that you can live with somebody and go. It means the baby has grown. It means the baby has grown. You can put it in somebody's hand and say, I'll be back. 
And when you can leave your baby and go even for a longer period, you know, the baby's bones has bones. So there is a certain happiness that I get by seeing that the church is 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 is, is completed in a way. Yeah. But if not, it, it's not because there are many churches after the founder is dead, it's over. It's finished. That's the end of it. But we must all join our heads and our hearts together to see that Lighthouse Chapel International will rather become stronger over the death of the founder of the church. If he's dead, it means to get even wilder. And we must have the mind that even if last week I'm still alive and I'm handing the church that respect these people. Respect whatever structures there are in the church so that the thing can go from hand to hand because one hand will not be strong enough for a long time. It's a fact of reality. Nobody can stay forever and nobody is there forever. Even a, a Levite is supposed to minister from the age of 25 to 50 and I'm getting towards 50. So if I'm getting towards 50, it means that I'm supposed to retire as a Levite. What do you think? Yeah. So you must all respect it and accept it so that we will all have a certain happiness when we lie in our graves and we think about it. As you are lying in the coffin, you'll be thinking, wow, that church, that church is there, that church is there. You'll be very happy in the coffin. Stable churches that live beyond you and it was not just something that came and go like fireworks. Then it's off. No. Whatever you are doing in Botswana, it must go beyond you. Your life is not the limitation of that church. And in Namibia and Zimbabwe and all the churches. Amen. There's a certain happiness, I tell you. You see, even your children, if you have a child, and the child is able to grow and get to a point, and read the, the child reads his Bible himself. Wow! The child goes to church himself. I know some people who criticize. I remember one lady, she criticized us. Because she was a Catholic. She hated our church. She hated all the things that we do. Criticize. Then one day she had a daughter. And the daughter grew up. And the daughter also developed breasts. And the daughter developed bottoms. And became a lady. And started walking in town. Then one day. The daughter came and joined the church that she criticized. You see. And as the daughter joined the church. And now the daughter said. I'm going for choir practice. I'm going to church. And then one day she came. She was angry with the daughter. She said. Unless you have do this, 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 this. The child woke up early in the morning. Did this, this, this. So that I could go to church. And one day she was talking to her friend. She said. Anyway. It's not bad. <laughs> For your grown-up daughter who has two breasts and bottoms. And she has chosen to go for choir practice. And she's going for witnessing. And she's going for prayer meeting. And she's going to church. She realized that hmm, it's not about even advising. But the child has grown beyond the point And now has chosen God. So that it's not bad at all. 
let, let her go to the church I criticize. I like what I see. So it's, it's a great thing to see something mature out of your hand. And see that out of your hand it is still doing well. And we want to see lighthouse in South Africa out of our hands and doing well. Can I have an amen from somebody? And in Namibia, we want to see it mature out of our hands and do well. What do you think? Is it a powerful idea? And it's going to happen. And God is going to bless us to finish what we have started. And we are going to become very happy. And anybody who has helped to contribute to build this church, when you lie in your coffin, you will remember. As you lie there, maybe they'll be, they'll be passing by. you just be winking. I'm very happy, you know. I'm very happy. As they are paying their respects and they are passing by. Yeah, even though I'm dead, I'm happy. Because I really helped to do the work of God. I didn't spoil anything. I didn't bring any confusion. I left something that is glorious and that whatever my contribution is, I contributed it and it is working. My life, my time, my money, my messages, my stability, what I could do, I did. You, when Pastor Niyadidu talks about you, he talks about you with fondness. You. He, he talks, you remember when you got saved. And he remembers you. But he, he came to Zimbabwe. And yeah, you can look back and see somebody who came to church Give his life to Christ. You are now there pastoring the church. Do you think the person will not be happy? There's a certain happiness that comes. You feel it in your heart. There's a certain fondness. You look at this person. So this person just it makes me happy. Huh? You know, is it not a great thing? Yeah. You see, and, and God, you should have that desire also to leave something nice in Zimbabwe. Something that is there. That is also working. Because in Babu, I tell you, there is a certain darkness there, but it will change. It will change. Yeah, there's a certain... I don't know, I don't know how, many, how many more weeks or months of judgment. But the time will come when the judgment will be over. And then a light will shine again in Zimbabwe. But there's a judgment that is over the land. Political judgment, death, HIV, even war. By the time will come, the 70 weeks will be accomplished. And then peace will start after that. Alright. So, try. Your time will also be over one day. And you should be so happy. So, <laughs> I don't mind dying at all. What I have done, it's, it's even out of my hands, it works. Look, look and see. Everybody should see. Let us have that mind to say, look, everybody see, you see, it's not in my hands and it's working. You see now, it's not in my hands and it is working. You see, it's not in my hand and it works. Is it not a good thing? Yeah, it's not in my hand and it works. That's what I'm doing. You see the Kodesh? It's not in my hand, but it works. Hey, they have, they are doing things. So. When I go to the church and I preach, I always cause confusion. Because they have their own new uh, birthdays, some things that they do that I don't know. So before I realized, I said I've cancelled the birthday. I'm not I've cancelled, but I ended the service. Shall we share the grace? I thought, oh, we are supposed to wish some people happy birthday, and some other nice 
pastoral things that they do, sing to them, give them presents and things, and I realize that I've forgotten. Hey! And the church is working. You see, it's out of my hand and it's working. You see, it's out of my hand and it's working. Yeah. You too have the mind. One day you say, you see, it's out of my hand. You see that it's working. See that it's working. See the church in Petersburg is working. In Murphy King is working. In Georgetown is working. You see this working. The one I went to start there, you see this working. As for Satan and Judas, we shall have some. But to win a war, you must become war. That's what Rambo said. He said, to win a war, you must become war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to win this war against Orangus, Judas, and all that, we must become war. We ourselves must become war. Yeah, and we are going to become war. We are going to wage war. We are going to wage a war on Satan's Lucifer's. Lucifer, he, his name was when you are a son and your name is changed. Eh? In the reverse manner. It's a very, he's the only example I know whose name was changed to a bad name. He was, he was called Lucifer, the son of morning, of the morning, the son of the dawn. Which means that the son who brings light, who brings light, the son, his, his, his arrival heralds brightness and brings the shining sun and the glory of God. And his name was changed to Satan, which means the resistor. The one who resists God. And the opposer of God. His name was changed in the negative. And to win this war. Against him and all his allies and agents. We shall become a war. Our face alone will be a war. Against Judas. Adonijah. And all Absaloms and sons that dishonor fathers. We shall curse them and fight them with the words of our mouth. David said, I'm surrounded. Oh Lord, I'm surrounded. But I shall cut them off. In the name of the Lord. Even though we may be surrounded, we shall cut them off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They will never come out of their pit. In Jesus name. A satisfaction is going to descend on your heart. Not the dissatisfaction of having a husband or wife. Look, let me tell you a secret. Eh? Shall I tell you something? A lot of people will not tell you what I'm going to tell you. But it's, it's between us. Tell somebody it's between us. Yeah. Look. Most people don't have this orderly life. Husband, wife, children. Me, my, me, my, me and my husband and our children. It's a, it's a special blessing to be like that. You have a wife and your children. Many, many people are, they are not married. Many don't have children. Many have had a child with someone, or child, a child here, a child here, or some other, whatever. A lot of us are, a lot of most lives are odd. There's more normal than this husband and wife living happily together, happily ever after. It's a more ideal, idealistic blessing which we should aim for, but many people don't have it. 
That is not the satisfaction you should look for. I can tell you that. Don't, don't look. Because you won't even find it. That's what I said. What I'm telling you, most people will not tell you. Rather, look for satisfaction in this work. Which can satisfy you. And make you happy in your life. Yeah. You will not find satisfaction from marriage. You will not. You will not. You want to squeeze the breasts. When you squeeze and squeeze and squeeze that till your hand is frozen. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.